0: Hello, this is Brian Bullington and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. We've moved into a phase in our world today where the church uh, is either given credit for or being blamed for so many things. Uh, We do this with our family, we say, my family this or the church this or that business this and uh, we tend to uh, sort of dehumanize uh, those institutions and that's pretty much when we're irritated when we are irritated with uh, our family or irritated with the church or irritated with our business uh, we're dehumanizing it so that it's not just a building or a church or it's just a, it's a thing uh, instead of something personal the church specifically is filled with people uh, the church is a gathering of people who have decided to follow Jesus. They are people who are children of God. That's what the church is made up. It's of people. Today, I wanted to have fun with you uh, because um, <clears throat> this world doesn't, is not a lot of fun these days, and uh, we're having to wear a mask, and uh, uh, this world can be a little complicated. So I thought, well, let's have a little fun today in church and uh, invited you. If you don't have a piece of paper, you need to get a piece of paper. Uh, I've given you really nice cardstock paper today so that uh, you can actually write on it. You need a paper and you need a pen. If you don't have a piece of paper, then you need to go get a piece of paper or someone will hand you one. I think Deviate is grabbing papers today. And for those of you online, I'd uh, like for you to get off your sofa or wherever you're sitting. Go get a piece of paper and a pen. Figure out where you can find a piece of paper and a pen, and then come back and join us online, and uh, we're going to have a little fun today. Welcome back to old school uh, paper and pen. We're gonna we're gonna ruin a few trees today. While you're getting your paper, uh, on your paper you should have the text Acts chapter two, verse thirty-six through forty-seven. Uh, it'll be on the, the written side of your paper, and uh, b- before you look at that, though, I want you to take your paper and fold it in half, all right? You guys would have made great students in elementary school. Well done, well done, well done, well done. We're not going to check to see if you did a good half or not, uh, but I can see some of you are struggling already. Cardstock is hard to fold. I believe in you. New Song Family Church. All right, now that you've folded it in half, just sort of unfold it. Now you have a crease in your paper, right? And that crease is going to be there the rest of its life. All right. And that irritates some of you. I know that bothers some of you that there's a crease there for no good reason. Um, there is a reason for this crease. On the back side of your paper that is empty... We're going to be doing some drawing on each section of that piece of paper, okay? Everybody ready for this? Everybody excited? Yeah. Woohoo! No one's going to fall asleep today. Um, all right. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Go back to the other side of your paper. You'll see Acts chapter 2. And What I want you to do, uh, you're all in groups today, which is great. And what I'd like for you to do is to uh, choose one person in your group. Let's keep groups like three, two, and three. And if you don't have a group, make sure you just reach over and socially connect to somebody. Socially distance connect. And then I want one of you to read this verse. Okay, don't read it yet. But I want you, one of you in your group, to read this text. And then I want you to discuss as your group what are the characteristics. What are the characteristics of the first church? This is the first church that we read about in the Bible. And I want you just to write down under that, just write down characteristics of the church. Let me give you an example. When you read this, you realize that every person in the church was baptized. Okay? So this is a characteristic of the early church. They were baptized. So just write that down. Baptized on your paper. Okay. Choose someone to read for you. All right? And then discuss the characteristics of the church. Go for it. If you're at home, snuggle up maybe to somebody next to you. Maybe do this with your dog, read to your dog if you need to, whatever you need to do. I'm going to give you about five to ten minutes for this. Right, you're not looking for the characteristics of the church. What did they do in that church? And you're just writing those down. Thank you for working so beautifully in groups. You're doing wonderful. All right. You should have characteristics down at least five or six by now of that early church. Thank you for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Uh, As we continue this morning, I just want to acknowledge this. I realize that for some of you in this in this group uh, this morning uh, in our church, you've done this already. You've actually uh, done this with me where I've taught it and you guys have had fun. This is a reminder for some of you. For some of you, this will be the first time that you're seeing it. And I hope it's helpful for you. The goal this morning is to go back to to look at just the foundations. What did it look like? What did that first church look like? And how can we as a church today uh, be that kind of a church? What are the things that were there? What are the things that are part of our churches today that were not part of that church? And we're trying to figure out what a church should look like uh, this morning. We're going back, reminding ourselves that foundational deal. So just a few things. Um, Flip, flip over to you, the other side, your blank side, and whatever section you want to start with—that's your choice. Uh, this will really give you the freedom to choose that yourself. If you want to start drawing on the bottom half, it's fine. If you want to start the top half, that's also fine. We will not judge you. However, we do expect you to draw. All right, choose a half and draw. All right, I've done some drawing ahead of time because. Um, I struggled to draw here on the move, so here we go. Uh, this is what it should look. The like. first thing you need to put on your paper is this, all right? Uh, so just do a, a dotted line circle, okay? This is representative of the church, okay? And what it might look like. I'm going to come see how well your circles look in just a minute, but. Uh, It doesn't need to be perfect, all right? If you're at home watching, uh, you know, I hope you have multiple pieces of paper in case you mess one up. You have the luxury of having extra paper at home and an extra pen. So go for it. Draw it. All right. Once you have this, once you have this, we're going to now start putting in the pieces uh, through symbols of what the church looks like. According to Acts chapter 2, right, we see that people who are part of the church had been What? Baptized, all right? They've been baptized. So we're going to just put this up here, Uh, baptism, okay? All right? It's called speed drawing, all right? That's supposed to be waves, you know, all right? Waves of water. Waters of baptism. And in some places in the world, this actually means something. It's another language, but uh, baptism. Baptismal waters, all right? Everyone finding your free hand? Doing well, everyone? great, super, fantastic. Baptism. The the church, the early church was filled with baptized believers. And and in context here too, I want us to understand that 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 first church and and when I say first church, I mean any church is filled with people who have been baptized. Uh, But they have been baptized because of their walk with Jesus Christ. They have placed faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, The Bible teaches that uh, once we have given our life to Christ, the Holy Spirit fills us. We are baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's how we become a child of God, is through that baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, I wanted to make sure that we added this. This is my terrible drawing of uh, <laughs> representing the Spirit. It looks like an, an F-14 uh, fighter jet or something like that. Anyway, but it's uh, or a hawk. What's that? Is that a dove? It's supposed to be a dove. All right, it's supposed to be a dove. Yeah, in flight. All right, this is a dove in flight. Isn't this exciting? It doesn't really matter how you draw, important it is that you, yeah. This is supposed to be a dove, okay? This right here is supposed to be a dove, all right. Great. It's one of the worst drawings known to man. I'm a terrible drawer. Okay, great. I drew these terribly so that you would have confidence in drawing, All right, Your drawings would be a lot better than mine. So the church, the church, to be church, are people who've given their life to Christ, they've placed faith, they've repented, and they've chosen to follow Christ. Uh, They have become children of God because they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They are children of God now. In my drawing, whenever I do church circles, I have actually omitted uh, this funny-looking uh, drawing uh, in the past. And it's, it's an oversight uh, because the church, um, the New Testament church, what made it significant, what was new was that the Holy Spirit had come. Jesus, when he was walking on earth, said, I have to go so that the Holy Spirit can come, right? Right? Significant to to the church is the presence of the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God living in people is how you are a child of God. And it wasn't to stop there, not just conversion, but the Spirit of God is the head of the church. He's the one who leads. He's the one who directs. And we are encouraged, and we see this pattern all through, especially the book of Acts. You see that the church was completely dependent on the Spirit's leadership. Often today, we depend on human leaders more so than we do the Spirit of God. And God has appointed, rightly so, human leaders to, be, to, to lead churches. That's part of His plan. But those leaders are to direct the church and themselves to to submit united, united humbly before the Father to hear the Spirit's direction. And so the Spirit of God, this horrible drawing, the Spirit of God must be part of our church. And we must always submit to that. And our leaders of churches must submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to make sure that that was drawn in. And you, we understand that the significance of his work in our lives. Uh, in, in the first church, and that's according to Scripture. Acts 2. Uh, they were baptized, uh, the Spirit of God was, was in charge. And uh, there was the teaching of God's Word. There was, there was biblical teaching. This was this was this was part of the early church. Uh, just a side note here, which I think is so interesting, incredible, and fascinating to me, is that Yes, uh, the early leaders uh, did read the Bible. They were, they, were, um, they were aware of God's Word. They taught God's Word. But their ability to teach, their ability to actually share God's Word with the members of their congregations, uh, their effectiveness was because of the Spirit's leadership in their life. When you consider the fact that someone like Peter, who was a fisherman, uneducated, was able to so uh, uh, effectively teach God's Word... Is, is extraordinary to think about. We know he wasn't very uh, uh, studied. Uh, we know that the books that we read that are credited to him were actually written by others. Other people penned his letters. Other people wrote, uh, the book of Mark is credited to Peter, but it is actually written by Mark. Uh, so we know that the Spirit of God moving through the leadership was or faithful to daily teach the Word of God. Uh, we also know that um, in that early church, there was the this, this sharing of w- w- what we've come today to be called the Lord's Supper. They, they shared meals together, but they also remembered they had communion. Uh, they gathered uh, what Jesus taught them to do, to take bread, take wine, and to remember the, uh, the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so this was an ongoing practice of so the Lord's Supper, communion together. We, we also know that uh, there was fellowship. Acts chapter 2 talks about that they were in constant fellowship with each other. Uh, Acts 2 tells us that they actually met daily. Uh, I always smile when I read this because I think about how uh, people complain about being in church once a week you know, for more than an hour and a half. You know, The service is too long. In <laughs> uh, when, when actual fact, the early church... Loved being together all the time in the context of the Spirit of God. That they loved being family together. So there was fellowship. There was fellowship. Uh, There was also sharing of possessions. Um, Acts 2 tells us that if someone was in need, someone would sell their possessions and actually give them money to help. We're told in Scripture that there was no one in their their church that was in need. uh, Indefinitely. They were taken care of. Uh, whatever it took to make sure that everyone in their body was, was taken care of is what they did. They shared their possessions. Um, we, we also know um, that there was, there was prayer, right? Uh, there was a consistent amount of prayer. Uh, this morning, what did we do? We, we heard a devotional from Dana, and we prayed together, right? Uh, that's what churches do. Uh, And we believe that there is power in prayer. We believe that uh, a a praying church is a healthy church. Uh, There was. uh, Are you guys okay drawing? Everyone all right so far? All right. If you're not all right, I'm sure you won't tell me because you'd be embarrassed if you're drawing. Uh, I'm not. We're not going to check on your paper later, by the way, and give you an A, B, or C or whatever. You know, however you've drawn it is your drawing. So you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. There was worship, right? Uh, in the early church there was consistent and constant worship alright it's a uh, a man with uh, short legs, big arms and happy hands alright <laughs> hands lifted up worship civil for worship everybody trekking no one's drawn any palm trees or Anything on the side? Have you ever? We're were staying focused? Whenever I'm drawing, I doodle. Uh, And Anyway, so here we go. We worship. Uh, The church also had caring leaders. All right? Uh, These are representative of caring leaders. The the text there talks about uh, that there was miracles that were performed uh, by the apostles, by the leaders. There was this uh, giving of the, the spiritual gifts, the ministering to people in the spiritual gifts, uh, loving each other, caring for each other, uh, weeping with those who weep, laughing with those who laugh. The, the Bible's full of context of exactly how th- that leadership led. Uh, but a uh, summary of that was people who loved their people and cared for them, took care of them, shepherded the flock, in other words. So caring leaders. Not grumpy leaders, not grouchy leaders, but caring leaders. People who enjoy, their were passionate about what they did, love the people. If you see in the context through Scripture, you look at someone like Paul, when you read Paul's letters, you see Paul who so, so greatly, greatly was broken uh, for his people. He, was, uh, he would write these very endearing letters of when he was not with them, telling them how much he missed them, how much he longed to be with them. Uh, whenever they parted, whenever he left a, a church, there was bitter tears, the Bible tells us. Uh, so there's this close, close, close relationship, uh, leaders who cared deeply for the churches, caring leaders. Every church, a healthy church, has caring leaders. And then um, I want us uh, to, to uh, put this circle around here for, for, for the reason to say that there, there was a covenant That they agreed to be a church. In the context, say, of New Song Family Church, uh, you're here this morning because you believe you belong to this group. You're not at some other church. And we've covenanted together to be church, to be family, New Song Family Church. Some of you are still contemplating whether you want to officially join this church. Uh, Well, we'd love to have you. We'd love for you to be part of this family. The church, the early church, was was known for uh, recognizing that they were a church. They were a body that was united. They were family. Acts 2, this church, by the way, had 3,000 members. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, We don't know where they met. We're not told where they met. We don't know what venue could have hosted that many people. But we do know that there was at least 3,000 who came together. The book of Acts continues to chart this number. This number increases. Shortly thereafter, in the next few chapters of the book of Acts, you see they went from 3,000 to 5,000. And then they went to 12,000. You see 25,000. They stopped counting at some point. Uh, But uh, before Acts stops counting, you see that the church numbered over 25,000 people. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, Records that we have show that the church grew in the next years to... um, 200 million people, which is phenomenal, extraordinary, is how this church just grew. The church was known for growth. And we're going to put these little guys here uh, just to give you an idea of what this would look like. Um, The church, people were, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, the verses you read, that that God added to their numbers how often? Daily. There was daily addition to their group. Healthy churches actually grow. This is not something that's surprising to us, is it? We expect people, children especially, to grow, right? When they don't grow, what do we do with them? We usually take them to the doctor to find out what's wrong. My child is not growing. What's going on? Well, your child's not growing because he looks just like you. You're short. Uh. We go to the doctor for this assurance that our child is okay if they're not growing. We don't yell at them, do we? We don't look at our kids and say, you should grow more. We try to figure out what's wrong. We don't fuss at our children for not growing. We fuss at them for not eating or not getting enough sleep, taking care of themselves, because we know those things help them to grow. A church that's not growing is a church that's not healthy and we, the church needs help in understanding how it can grow how it can become a church that actually grows I think this next a word that I'm going to put down here for you and it is in the text this word right here is an extraordinary word you see it there? Awe, oh. aw oh. later in Acts 2 it says what? they were in awe there was a sense of awe that fell on the church. I don't want us to overlook this. This is such a significant aspect of being the church, is all. And all, not not this awe is not, oh, that's me. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. The the word here means humility and reverence. Uh, we could we could put the word struck with also awe struck that we're just basically dazzled by God, reverent before God, amazed at His gift, amazed at what He's done. I have to say, when I think about the kind of awe that the early church had, it brings it it it, it makes me emotional when I think about. This kind of love that they had for God the Father, this reverence. I was in a church several years ago in Cape Town, actually, the, uh, the St. George's uh, in Cape Town. And I remember walking in and being awestruck by the beauty of that place. It's just an incredible place. And I had a sense of reverence just because of the structure. I walked around kind of quiet. I, I whispered instead of hollered. And, and and looked at the, the beautiful stained glass, and uh, there, there's there's actually an altar there that was given to them by Saint Francis of Assisi. Assisi I can't even say it, uh, but there's all this amazing architecture and furniture that has significance in that cathedral. It's a it's an interesting place. I was shocked at the reverence I had in that place. And some of these some of these old churches that we're aware of that we see maybe on the internet, places, maybe you visited these churches, uh, they were designed in such a way so that you would remember uh, who God is. There was art on the walls, the stained glass was all done in such a way that you saw what God had done. If you go to St. Paul's here, uh, school, uh, here in Vintock on their wall they have this whole picture of the, of the trial of Jesus Christ and His crucifixion is on one side of, uh, inside of, of that building. And I never walk in there without being uh, awestruck by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It reminds me of that. Well, we're meeting in a hall today, and we see some, you know, incredible things written on the wall. Students who've done well, and, you know, a few other uh, things. We see air conditioners. But nothing really in here (laughs) actually says, okay, um, man, God is amazing. But I want you to look a little closer. Look at each other. And see the extraordinary creativity of God. Some more creative than others. <laughs> but, but, but start there. Start there today. Be, be in awe of God's ingenuity. Be in awe of that. But more than that. Be in awe because of the same reason that the early church was in awe. There are probably many reasons why they were awestruck, why they lived in this reverence, in this awe of God. I'm going to give you one this morning that I don't want you to forget. I believe they were in awe. And this is where I get emotional. I believe they were in awe because they got to be a child of God, regardless of where they came from. It didn't matter the color of their skin. It did not matter what nation they were from. They got to be a child of God. And that was a new thing. That had never happened before. You have these Jews who primarily were the, the chosen, the The selected few. And now every nation, every nation has access to the Father and they can become a child of God. What an extraordinary thing. The Bible teaches us this good news. We see it written so clearly in in all of the New Testament text is that all who believe are given the right to become children of God. All. It's conditioned on you believing. There's no one that's left out. Everyone has the right to become a child of God if they accept this, as Paul described it, this this extraordinary gift that's the good news. You see, I, I personally am not in awe of a God that is, is pitched by some theologians as a God who chooses people ahead of time for hell before they ever have a chance to choose Christ. I see that in society all the time. You see it in life. We're used to things being unfair. We're used to being chosen last for jobs. We're used to being overlooked. We're used to someone who's less skilled than us getting a job. We're used to us. We're used to being part of families where one child was, was given some favoritism over another. We're used to those inequalities. That's what we live with every single day of our life. The, this, this describing God as one who chooses people ahead of time for hell and others ahead of time for heaven, whether they choose it or not, is, is a God that I just cannot believe in. Because the Bible does not actually describe him that way. The, the majesty and glory of God is that anyone who believes, that's, the text says this, I put these, these, these verses on your paper. Look, look, at, look at the text. It's for all who believe. It's John 1, John 3. I'll put these up for you here. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved look at verse 18 he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already whether we are condemned or not is conditioned on our what belief And everyone has a chance. This is radical. This is different. This is abnormal. This is what makes me have awe of our God. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 36 of John chapter 3 says this. He who believes in the Son has what? Everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. It's difficult for me to believe in a God who would regenerate me or reject me prior to my decision, based on what I read in Scripture. To be chosen or rejected without me having any voice is what I'm used to in this world. God says, everyone who comes to Him and believes is no longer condemned. Church, that's worthy of being an all. When you look at your life this morning, many of you maybe, you look at your life and you say, how could God love this? How could God love me? Do you know what I've done? No, it's because Jesus Christ was crucified. The payment for your sins was on Christ. He paid a debt you could not pay. And that's why you have the right to receive this. God says it's a free gift. It's a love gift here to everyone who believes they are no longer condemned. I believe that's why, the main reason why that church was full of people who were in awe Coming from a very divided society, a very unfair society. Now they're in awe of God because all of a sudden they are a child of God. They're a royal priesthood, chosen. Wow, what an amazing thing. In awe, in awe. So look at your drawing. What does New Song Family Church look like? Is all inside or out? And if it's outside, it needs to go back in, right? It needs to go back in. What you can do on your drawing is this. Now, you can't move it around creatively like that you because you're on paper. But you can. that's what that other circle is for. You can draw the other half of your paper. We can draw the church, this church, New Song Family Church. And I would encourage you to seriously evaluate our church. Uh, are we sharing the gospel? Oh, uh, Are we sharing the gospel or are we not? Is our church known for being evangelistic outreach or is that something that needs to be brought back into the church? Are we a praying church or not? Is God's word taught or or not? Is this a spirit led church or not? Is this church full of people who are baptized? or not? Do we do the Lord's Supper or not? Do we like each other? Do we love each other? If you look at New Song Family Church, do you feel loved? And the better and bigger question is, are you loving people? If you're sitting around waiting for everyone to love you, guess what? You're not loving people. So maybe you're the problem. It could be you're the solution. Are you waiting for the church to give you handouts? Or are you sharing what you have? If you're not giving, maybe you're the problem. Well, all of us are the problem, right? On any of these issues, we are the problem. Not the church. In quotation marks. We are the problem. So before we look at the church and point a finger, understand that when you're pointing to the church, you're pointing to yourself. And we all need to play our part to make this church what it's supposed to be, a biblical church. Every one of us will have a different opinion about what this church looks like, based on your experience with New Song Family Church. But evaluate, evaluate this church, evaluate yourself in relation to this church. And ask the Lord, how can you be part of the solution? There's a member of our church who recently came to me and said, Brian, I want to become active in New Song Family Church. What can I do? I love that question. It tells me that that person realizes that they are the church. What can I do? Well, as leaders, we're going to try to help you understand what you can do and where you can serve. But The ways we might suggest to you may not be what God is calling you to do. You've got to hear from the Lord. The the Bible teaches that um, we as members of the church are called by God to use our specific spiritual gifts to minister God's grace in the body. Whatever your spiritual gift is, you need to be using that gift to administer God's forgiveness, His grace, His love on other people. That's the purpose of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts were never designed to actually uh, place one person in front to highlight them, to make them famous. The goal of spiritual gifts is to to, to give grace and love to others and make God famous. The goal of us as believers is to to live for the fame of God, not ourselves, and to serve one another. That's, That's the church. Oh Lord, make us a healthy church. And Lord, help us to be honest with ourselves and say, where have we failed? Where have we not done our part? Because the church functions in a healthy way when everyone plays their role. Maybe the best thing for us today is to, is to set a goal that we would not, no longer refer to the church. But maybe we would say our church. All right, speaking of prison, my church. My church. I hear people talk to me sometimes and say, Your church, dot, dot, dot. Your church, da, 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 Thank you. Thanks for that advice. Thanks for that affirmation, criticism. We'll work on it. I'll, I always love to hear from people. But what I would prefer is that the person saying your church would stop saying your church and let this become their church. And be part of the solution and join us as the body of Christ that we could make this church God's church. It's not my church. It's God's church. Caring leaders, these guys here, were never to be the ones of focus. They're the ones to lead to focus on God. I wanna invite you to set some goals for yourself on your paper if you like, take some time. This could be a goal. Just write two goals. Goal number one could be, I'm going to share this drawing with somebody. I'm going to teach somebody what the church is supposed to look like. Maybe another goal would be, uh, I know that my spiritual gift is, and I'm not using it in the church. I'm going to commit now to use my spiritual gift in the context of serving the church. This is what I'm going to do. Another goal could be, I know there's at least five people I have not loved in Jesus' name the way I should. I'm going to commit very specific acts of love to those people, which could be I'm going to have coffee with someone, I'm going, to, I'm going to go hang out with somebody, I'm going to love somebody, I'm going to help them move, I'm going to whatever, but I'm going to love my church. I know someone who has a financial need, and uh, I've had a little extra this month. I'm going to give my extra to that person so that they can actually be okay. I don't know why there was such silence after I talked about giving money away. But, <laughs> but this is a church with needs. You know, especially through COVID, people have really, really, really been hurting. And we need, to, we need to be sensitive to each other and help each other through these days. I want us to just pray close today and uh, ask the Lord to show us. As I pray, I want, to, I want you to pray with me. And ask the Lord to to reveal to you his greatness so that you can be in awe of him. Maybe, Maybe the goal for all of us needs to be, we just need to say, I'm going to begin to live in awe of God. I'm going to do my part to live in awe of God, in reverence to him. And as each one of us chooses to be in awe, this church will be a church that is in awe of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, we praise you for your grace. Lord Jesus, you've called us to be the church. Lord, we are in awe that you've chosen us. Lord, we we praise you today because you've forgiven us of our sins, Father. You've had grace upon grace in our lives. And Lord, we just give you praise. Lord Jesus, thank you for the incredible sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Lord, we thank you for his resurrection. Lord, that because of his indescribable gift, Lord God, we have salvation. We have life in you. We are children of God, children of yours. So we give you praise for that. Oh, Lord, how much we love you. And Lord, how grateful we are to become, to, to, to be called a child of yours. We give you praise. In your name I pray, amen. This is Rico Oveka, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.